Hello everybody, thank you for joining us for today's video. Um, following along the lines of uh, September being Suicide Awareness Prevention Month, we're going to talk a little bit about that. More specifically, we're going to talk about what can you expect when you go see a therapist or a mental health professional and tell them that you're having suicidal thoughts or um, suicidal ideations. So where do you want to start with that? I would just say that this is something that I think people get really nervous about. Right? People get really nervous about the idea of coming into a therapist's office, whether it's for the first time or not, and telling them that you're having thoughts of suicide, because I think that lots of people have heard, I don't know, just like kind of horror stories, <laughs> sure. right? Like yeah. I, I went in and I told my therapist I was having suicidal thoughts and I ended up at the hospital and that's, right, that's not what I wanted. People don't want to do that. Right? Yeah. So I would just say like, this is something that a lot of people feel nervous about. And one of my hopes is that by us talking a little bit more about this, maybe people can get a better awareness of, you know, what it is that mental health professionals are going to do and how we can help you, that sort of thing. Sure. Right? I, I always, like, starting from, I don't know, you walk in the door, you sit down, you say, hey, this is what's going on. Um, I think it's important to know that, like, therapists and uh, mental health people and like their first their best their first priority is making sure you're safe and making sure you're okay right we want to help we want to give you the help that's needed if that's the hospital that's the hospital but there are lots of times that it's not that that that's not the first choice or the first response and so maybe the idea that if you go in the therapist wants to help you and wants to help you in a way that'll be helpful to you can ease that fear a little bit that it's going to be like, I'm going to show up, I'm going to say it, and they're going to call the cops right then and send me out of here. There are right. a, lot of, a lot of steps in between that, I think. Right, right. Um, so, you know, when somebody comes in, what, what's some of the things that you hear people say, right? How do people start out this conversation with you? I feel like they will maybe not give me a full picture right away. Uh, like kind of test the waters? Yeah. I hear a lot of like, um, well, this week I was just, I don't know, I just would go to bed and hope I didn't wake up, right? Like maybe like a real passive ideation and maybe just to test how I react, maybe just to say like, hey, look, it's not serious. Don't send me to the hospital, but I need to talk about it. Right. Um, and so I, I see a lot of things like that. And then through a little bit of uh, conversation and maybe d diving into that a little bit more, then maybe I hear things like, well, actually, I uh, have been thinking about hurting myself like this, or I, I have thoughts of doing this thing. And, and I think a lot of people get hesitant, right? And so like, but I, I'm not going to, but I think, I think about it. Right. That's what I hear a lot, too, is like, oh, but I'm not going to. I'm not going to. Yeah. Right? People are really sometimes worried that mm -hmm. I'm going to have a big reaction. Um, you know, and I can't speak for all mental health therapists because everybody's been trained sure. a little bit differently. Um, but I think that a lot of us have been trained on how to, how to respond to some of these things. And like Jaden said, the very first thing that we're going to do is we're going to assess for safety, right? And there's some pretty specific questions that we ask about that. And so first we're going to want to know about those thoughts, right? What kind of thoughts have been coming up? And what we're assessing for, what we're looking for is how active are these thoughts? Mm -hmm. So Jaden used the term like passive suicidal ideation. This means that you're having thoughts like, well, I just kind of hope I don't wake up tomorrow, but there's not really a thought of going past that point, right? Yeah. It's just this feeling that you don't, you don't want to wake up in the morning kind of a thing. 
or that you sometimes people even say things like well I would be okay if I got in an accident and didn't make it out right something yeah. like that um, so the first thing we're assessing is 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 this something that's pretty passive like that or are, have these thoughts become a little bit more specific and by specific we mean you're having a thought about like a, a specific thing that you would do time place um, any kind of yeah. partial plan full plan partial plan with any of the details worked out right the more that somebody has thought through some of those those more uh, specific details the more the therapist is going to sort of be alerted to the fact that you may need a little more significant help yeah I think uh, always a big thing we're looking for is like how immediate is the concern right is if you've got a plan and you've got your plan involves this and this and you have access to this and this at your house and it, it's it's well thought out right then the intervention might need to be a little bit more immediate right right it's all about matching that level of how intense are these feelings how intense are these thoughts because you're going to need intervention that's that intense right or it's not going to be helpful right right well and you know i guess sometimes it's hard to know as as a therapist how to help your client feel a little bit calmer about the fact that you're not going to have a huge overreaction. Now, I can't say I've never had an overreaction, <laughs> sure. right? Because when I very, very first came, became a therapist and the very first person ever who told me that they were having thoughts of suicide, like, yeah, I had that reaction of like, oh, okay, what am I supposed to do? And I think I did have a bit of an overreaction, you know, but over time and as as I've had more experience as a therapist, I feel like it, it's become something that I can do, and I think other therapists can do this too. Sure, totally. Is to have a reaction that's that's equal to what it is that's that's going on, right? That we don't necessarily have this big overreaction. We're going to just send you straight to the hospital, call yeah. the cops, right? <laughs> Hopefully. Hopefully. <laughs> uh, what? Maybe you can give some examples. What kind of questions do therapists ask to assess suicidality? Yeah. So I would um, ask somebody if I thought that they were thinking of suicide, right? So they come in with some of these like passive thoughts. I may actually just directly ask them, have you been thinking of suicide? How often have you been thinking of suicide? Can you tell me some about what, what your thoughts have been about that? Yeah. What are you thinking of, of doing? Um, have you had any specific thoughts? Have you had any thoughts about what you might do? Those are those are the kinds of questions that I might ask. I am, I would also ask some questions about like a history, right? So have you had these thoughts before? Sure. And um, how long have these thoughts been going on? Have you ever acted on thoughts like this before? Yeah. And then... You get through those questions. I think it helps assess some of, like, a, like we were talking about the, how intense is this? How immediate does it need to be? How big of a concern it is? And from there, what what kind of options are there besides I'm sending you to the hospital? What other kind of things would you, would a therapist do for you? Right. So let's say somebody just comes in with passive thoughts. The thought of I don't want to get out of bed in the morning. It would be okay if I never woke up. Something like that. If somebody comes in with that as being the extent of their thoughts, um, I am going to treat that just like I would treat any other kind of like a major depressive disorder, sure. right? Because this is a symptom of depression. Um, and so we would start to treat the depressive symptoms, help the person to be able to feel like they could 
regulate their emotions better, find some things in their life that help them to feel better and are more hopeful and help them to um, regain some of that energy and motivation, right? So that's kind of like track one. Track yeah, one is totally. we've got like really passive thoughts that are probably just symptomatic of some of the other things you're experiencing, right? Track two. This is the track where a person is saying, look, you know, these thoughts have gotten a little bit more serious, but I'm not at the point where I feel like I'm going to go do anything, right? Yeah. I'm not going to do anything to harm myself right now. I might in the future, but I'm not going to right now. Track two, a therapist is going to give you what's called a safety plan. I don't mean they're going to give you a safety plan. I mean, they're going to make a safety plan. Sure, you're going to collaborate on a safety plan. Right, right. And, um, you know, a safety plan is really this idea of how how can you cope with some of these feelings when they get big until things calm down a little bit. Because one thing that happens with suicidal thoughts is even if they're persistent, the intensity of them kind of comes and goes. Sure. Right? Um, And so a a safety plan or a plan for coping is something that can help people get through those thoughts until therapy can help them get to the bottom of some of the other things that are going on. Yeah. And I think it's also helpful to know that you get, like like I said, it's a collaborative process, right? You get a say in what your safety plan looks like and it can include other people. It can include people to reach out to and things and it's not... um, a one-size-fits-all thing, right? So it's something for you and your therapist to kind of figure out what's going to work best for you. Right. What kinds of things do you see people put on their safety plans? Um, a lot of, like, I don't know, in therapy you talk lots about different coping skills people have and things, and so I usually try and help pick a couple of their favorites, right? A couple of things that have worked well for them in the past um, and say, look, this is we're going to do this for this many minutes or this many times, and we're going to do this, right? Something very specific, easy to remember, Um, and I see a lot of people also like pretty willing to include someone else on the safety plan. Um, whether it's me, the therapist, I think the therapist is always just part of that, right? You can always reach out to them, but also someone else, right? Someone they can trust and you can say, Hey, look, let's get this person on here. Someone you can reach out to that knows what's going on and that you're comfortable talking to. Um, those are kind of my two staples. I think I notice. Yeah. You know, and sometimes uh, the things on the safety plan might be almost like distraction activities, sure. right? Um, you know, I'm going to go to Starbucks and then I'm going to go read a book, right? Some, yeah. some of these distraction activities. And is that going to solve your problems? No, it's, it's not going to solve your problems. But it's going to keep you alive long enough so that you can work sure. through some, some of, of these longer term things. Right. Um, those urges to act on some of those thoughts, like I said, they don't last forever. They come and go. Sure. And so some of it is figuring out, like, how do you get through that urge until you're feeling a little bit better? Yeah. Right? So that, that's track two. Track two is safety plan. Okay. Right? Um, track three, this, this track looks a little bit different. And I think this is where people start to get maybe a little bit nervous about mm-hmm. what this looks like. But I even think that this doesn't have to necessarily be something that's really super scary. Sure. Track three is when uh, a client tells a, their therapist that they have, um, they have an intent to harm themselves. So this isn't like, hey, you know, I've thought about using these pills and I don't know, maybe, maybe sometime in the future I'm going to do that. This is, this is pretty specific. Like, hey, look, you know what? I have these pills. I'm going to go home. and I think tonight's the night, right? Yeah. Something like that. Or 
um, telling them that they have the intent of harming themselves and it, it, it's a plan, like it's something that they intend to do, right? Yeah. When it gets to that point, then um, the therapist needs to ensure that the person is safe and that can look like a couple of different things, right? Usually if somebody tells me this, then I start to talk to them about the option of going to the hospital. So, uh, you know, and people can feel really super scared sure, about this, yeah. but the hospital isn't a place that they like just lock you up forever and you're, I don't know, in some, it's, it's not like Right, they're not going to straight jacket you and, Right, yeah. right. I mean, if you think about it, like if you, if you had some kind of physical medical emergency, you would go to the hospital and it wouldn't exactly be fun, but you know, you might have to have surgery or you might have to stay for a few days, right? Get some stitches, something like that. You might have to stay a few days, but as soon as you got feeling a bit better then then they would send you back home. Right. And then you might have to follow up with physical therapy or an outpatient appointment or something like that. It's the same thing when you're having a mental health issue, right? So if, if that, if, your mental health issue is kind of crossing the line into that like emergency kind of space, then we would have you go to the hospital and maybe you do go through the emergency room, but the emergency room is just going to do kind of the same assessment that I just talked about. Right. Yep. And, and then if they find that you are actively suicidal, then they will, they will find a place for you. Um, so that you can, you can stay in the hospital for most likely a very short period of time until they're able to help you find some, some coping skills, help you find some things that can get you feeling better or at least well-regulated enough to get back home. And then you can start checking in with your regular mental health provider again. Yeah, I think it's all about, like I said, measuring the intervention to match the immediacy of the danger, but in a way that'll keep you safe long enough to address whatever the underlying issues are Mm -hmm. that might take a little bit longer. Yeah. This is the dumbest thing, but it's the thing I always think is that the very worst time to kill yourself is when you really feel like it. Because that is going to pass. You're not going to feel like that, that intensely every minute. And if you've already taken action, then you don't even get to see that moment where, where that intensity will fade, right? You made a permanent decision to something that's likely not a permanent issue. Sure. And, and so I think it's really important to think about the fact that like, even if this is something you're really struggling with right now, it doesn't mean you always will be struggling with this. Even if it's something you've struggled with for a long time, it doesn't mean you always will. Or that it will always be that intense. Right. Yeah. And, and so knowing that there's some help out there, I think it's an important thing. Yeah, I think so. Um, one of the other things that I would say is that sometimes I think people are hesitant to come to therapy and admit or even like straight out the gates tell their therapist that they're feeling suicidal sure. because they think, well, what can the therapist do to help me? Yeah. Right? How, how can, how can somebody help me? Like they can't, they can't come in and solve these problems and these problems have been going on a long time. What, what can a therapist do? Yeah. Right? Do you ever hear stuff like that? Yeah, for sure. I think, um, especially if you've never done therapy before, it, I think that the, like, just like anything else, we make a lot of assumptions about what it is and what it can and can't help. And there's a reason that it's associated with these kind of thoughts, right? Because it can help. And I think that like taking that first step and reaching out can be really hard, but there's a lot of value in being able to uh, discuss some of these feelings and go to someone who knows about this and knows what interventions or work are evidence-based and those kind of things where, whereas for the, if we don't, we're just kind of stuck in our head with 
yep, there's no other options, nothing will work. When in reality, you just don't know what they are yet, maybe. Right. If I was going to share just one quick thing, right, one quick thing that maybe I would teach somebody to do in therapy, um, that would be to regulate their nervous system. Mm. Because if your nervous system is activated in a specific way, you actually feel hopeless and see everything around you as being as being just stuck, not worthwhile, and, and you feel like there's nothing that you can do. Now, it's not necessarily that that is true, but it feels true because of the way your nervous system is activated, right? Yeah. So I would, one of the very first interventions I often do with people is helping them recognize this is what it feels like when your nervous system is in this spot. And here's some things we can do to get you out of it, right? Sure. And and these might be simple interventions. They might be things we have to try a couple of times. We might have to try a couple of things to see what's going to work best for the person. But there's absolutely many ways that you can regulate your nervous system so that you at least come out of that spot where you're feeling so hopeless. And over time, your body is going to get better and better at being able to regulate that, right? So this is just one of the examples of something that a therapist could do. No, it's not going to fix all your life problems. <laughs> sure. But if you knew how to regulate your nervous system, at least you could be in the problem and not feel completely hopeless and stuck. Yeah. At least your brain could see other options. Yeah, I think there are lots of lots of ways our our like you said our nervous system, our body and our mind and our physical health and our mental health are so interconnected and lots of things you can do to help that, but you'll never know if no one can tell you about them. Right. So, right. Yeah. So I guess like, um, you know, what would you tell somebody that was thinking about going and talking to a therapist or their therapist about suicidal thoughts? I always compare it kind of like, uh, have you ever been like on like a really high diving board or like cliff jumping or something? There's always like that moment when you're like, okay, I'm going to do it. I can do it. And you've got to go right then. And when that moment comes, you've got to, you've got to reach out to the therapist. You've got to set up the appointment or whatever it is. Um, because after that moment, then you're going to go back and be like, oh, maybe I shouldn't, maybe I should, maybe this is a bad idea. And then you have to wait again for that like little burst of, I don't know what you'd call it, courage or yeah. And you, you just have to go and understand that it probably will be scary, but that that's okay. Like it, that doesn't make it a bad thing. Just makes it a hard thing. And once you've done that, I think there's a lot of, and you realize that it is okay. There's a lot of, um, security and a lot of like confidence you can build in yourself by doing something like that i think so too just taking the plunge mm-hmm. yeah so i guess we would say just do it right yeah when you have that that one second thought i can do this just go just, go just do send it, it. Yep. yeah just go do it yeah well thanks everybody for joining us um we'll have more content coming up on these kind of topics so if you liked it please subscribe and we'll see you on the next video thanks